Welcome to Susquehanna Valley Church Podcast. My name is Matt Saxinger, and I'm the head pastor here. I want to help you think about stuff you need to think about and talk about stuff you need to talk about. Hey, if this is your first time listening into the podcast, I want to welcome you. We are definitely glad you're joining us. Uh, you are welcome to check out some of the other episodes that we've got in our library. And I uh, just want to say, first of all, I guess Merry Christmas. And I've got, I've got really the prettiest guest host I've had with us so far. By far, it's not even close because I've got my wife who is here with us. Corinne, why don't you say hi? Hi. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you like Christmas? I love Christmas. What are your favorite? What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Just spending time with my family and just being home with the kids around the tree. Yeah, I like it. Um, what uh, What is your favorite Christmas movie? I like the movie Elf. <laughs> <laughs> why do you like the movie Elf? I just laugh the whole way through it. <laughs> it makes me laugh. I like the uh, the bubble gum when he picks up the bubble gum under the the handrail and starts chewing it because I feel like that's our kids. Yeah, they would totally do that. <laughs> yeah. Also, I've done it once or twice, but <laughs> it's not important. Uh, well, I've got I've got Corinne on here this week because you know we were talking about it and wanted to do kind of a special Christmas podcast episode to kind of talk about how we should navigate Christmas because Christmas kind of has this, uh, it's so big and it, it's, uh, we're excited for it, but it really can overwhelm us with busyness and, um, j just, it's a lot that's being fit into a short amount of time. And, uh, so honey, w what are you, what are you most and lo least looking forward to this year? <laughs> I'm most looking forward to being home with everybody and I am least looking forward to, being tired from going at all sorts of different places. Yeah. And that's definitely the reality. And I know we're not the only ones who, uh, who wrestle with that, especially when you get kids because our kids are absolutely perfect and are never emotionally. <laughs> yeah. There's never any letdowns or any moodiness or, or tattling or anything like that. Right. Yeah. They're perfect all the time. <laughs> yeah. So if this is, if you're looking for parent of the year awards, you can just go <laughs> ahead and give them to us right now. It'd be awesome. Um, what would even, what would a parent of the year award be babysitting? That's what it would be I, free, like 20 <laughs> hours of free baby parent of the year. You don't get to be with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we lost. <laughs> All right. So a couple of things that we think, uh, are, are going to help navigate Christmas. This is based on experience and honestly, based on some failures on my own part, um, and not really managing it well, because let's face it, there's not like a how to guide, you know, for how families should should navigate Christmas without it, uh, with without kind of falling into some of the pitfalls that are out there. So, uh, let's kind of start with this question: What do you do when your schedule is overwhelmed because of all the things you have to do? So, so what are your thoughts on that? I like to think that there's no rules to Christmas. Sometimes we get caught up in we have to do this, we have to do that, but yeah. Don't. We talk about things in the mode of expectation and obligation as opposed to, like, I want to. Like It's funny. You'll hear people say, like, I have to. Even the staff uh, on staff here are like, we have to go to this Christmas party or, you know, do we have to be there for this or that? Um, and it's all in the, the terms of obligation and not not what do we want to do and, and what is ultimately, like, what does God want us to do? And to really just stop and, and have a moment in prayer and you're just talking about doing your devotions this morning. Um, 
have a moment in prayer where we're going, God, what do you want us to do? Like it's your time more than it's ours. So how can we navigate this well? Yeah. And I think even with bringing the kids into that and praying with them, making sure that they know that we don't have to do all of this stuff and what is the real meaning behind it all. Yeah. Cause the have to, I think the have to's come from work. Let's be honest. They can come from church too. They can come from families. Um, and the have to's are there. And so like my statement is don't, like, don't be a slave to all the things you feel like you should do. Like, just because you feel like you should doesn't necessarily mean that God wants you to. Um, and so you, you, you just don't let other people demand your time. They're not God and, and they're not in that role over your life. And so we kind of we do this where we say no to people. And like that was hard for you at first, right? It was. I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for me, it kind of came easy because I saw... Like I saw the stress of how much preparing for Christmas and Christmas service on, on Christmas Eve, which, by the way, you were definitely invited out to. Um, but I, I saw how that could affect my family. And so really it kind of became guarding what was healthy for our family and saying, no, um, we're going to have to uh, do that another time or we're going to reschedule. So we do some stuff where we will reschedule after Christmas. Like, So when do we do our family stuff? Like. But, well, we either do it before and right. so before like it gets crazy. Before, we, we do like my family and then usually the weekend after is when we do your family. Yeah. And it tends to work out pretty well that way. And our kids aren't crazy and, and tired and exhausted. Because um, they're perfect. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, and so what you're telling somebody is like, hey, you're important. I'm going to get together with you, not because you're an obligation, but because I want to. And I want to enjoy time with you. And so that means if we have to do it a week after Christmas, then that's you're more important than squeezing you in at a time block on my calendar. So uh, don't let Christmas be so busy that it passes you by before you can just sit down and enjoy it. Um, and the busier you get, the more the more the attitude is going to come out of your family. Yeah, I when I get stressed, I get snap snappy at our children or at you. And definitely I need to take time to sit back and not get stressed over the holiday. Well, and you just actually kind of called me on that the other day going into Thanksgiving, like just being too, too short and how that affects the mood of everybody else. So it's, it's there. And you know, what, what memory do you want of your kids to have for Christmas or your grandkids or whatever? And I don't think it's that you were you know great at keeping a schedule. <laughs> I just read somewhere where it said, you don't remember the present you got on your 10th birth or for your 10 year old Christmas, but you'll remember the smell of breakfast being made or being with your family, drinking hot chocolate. You'll remember those sort of things. Nice. That's, that's good. I, yeah. I'm trying to think you kind of challenged me now to try and remember my 10 year old Christmas present. One year I got a bike and my parents like wrapped it up with a blanket and you could just see it was a bike. And I was always like, why did you even bother to, to put a bike? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. The, the general attitude. And it's funny because I think of the, the Christmas story movie and like so much of that story, which has become iconic for us, has has made that connection because it's really a, a familiar experience to so many of us. But what's what's interesting is what marks that movie is not like all the great times. It's all the things that go wrong. But that's what connects with us. And I think some of us, we're just too busy. Um, so we're not going to be a slave to all the things that people 
uh, make us feel like we should do. Proverbs 16, 9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So if he's in charge, I would I would encourage you to check with him before you try and do everything you think everybody else should do. So that's the first, first thing. Another question for you. Um, how do you think we can navigate Christmas? I love to see, I'm a, like, I'm a financial stress person. And so this, this question, like, I'm glad that we're talking about this on air right now. Uh, how can, honey, how can we navigate Christmas without bankrupting our family? Please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we set a limit of how much we're spending and we're not going over that limit. Even when we see the thing that oh it's they would so love that. It's so hard because yeah you think you think like oh if if they they'll they'll really like this they'll really like that, and so actually one of the things we do is we have a, a note list on on our phones of future presents, and so we'll just stockpile. In fact, <laughs> we overbought. We got all our pre- shopping done in like twenty minutes on Amazon on on uh, Thanksgiving night. It was <laughs> awesome, um, but we overbought because we had each gotten some things ahead of time that we forgot about. And so our, literally our discussion was which present are we putting aside till his birthday? Because we're, we're going to reach a point where we're going to, you know, outspend and overspoil our kid in a way that's not going to send a message that we want to send to them. Um, and so like, here, let me ask you right now. Um, can you think of what we got the kids last year and where the presents are right now? Oh, I don't know specifics, but I know they're in the basement in a box somewhere. In the basement in a box. <laughs> and I bet I bet that's the answer to ninety for ninety five percent of the people listening in. Like where are last year's presents, especially for kids, they're in, in the basement in a box. And so that's you've got to keep that in mind. That's that's not worth putting your family in such a difficult spot. And so so just some creative things to make Christmas more than just the presence, um, you know, the time together is going to be what they cherish. So honey, any ideas on that kind of stuff? Uh, I like to go for walks with the kids. Boo. <laughs> Not a walk. Matt I doesn't walk. join us. <laughs> but even we went in the night last night, everybody had a headlamp on and we went on a walk behind the house in the woods, like stuff like that. It's free and they really enjoy it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. If it, if it snows, go sledding. You know, make that a big deal. Have a lot of fun with that. Uh, it, it could be as simple as get your family together and make a phone call to somebody who in your family that maybe you haven't talked to in a while or somebody you just want to encourage uh, a friend of yours or whatever. Uh, just make a thoughtful phone call is another way. But we as a church have one that we put out called the Family Christmas Challenge. And if you're not sure where to get that, shoot us an email here and we'll get it to you. Um, and uh, th- that's just filled with all sorts of things that you can do to uh to have a great christmas together and really you know as a family follow god together which is really important to us because as awesome as families are jesus is way better and so we want our families to be about jesus more than about anything else yeah so i guess what we're trying to say here is don't buy all your family memories they don't they don't take money to have good things that you reflect on that your kids are going to enjoy they're going to help you uh follow after christ as a family and so just little things, you know, involve your kids in wrapping presents, which I personally love because I was thinking about that idea. One, it, it gets me off the hook for how bad the wrapping looks. That one's hard for me because I don't want them to have the ownership of that, but I, I am letting it go. No, it's so much better, hun, because mm. think about it. Like we can just say, oh, the kids did it. 
and even <laughs> even <laughs> if it's me even if it's me yeah and this like, as i thought about this further this one actually saves you money because it gets you out of buying gift bags which as you know hon that that's like i hate gift bags they're the biggest waste it's like ten dollars for for a bag and then they go in a box in the basement <laughs> yes or in a hallway closet and they clutter up and so this is part of my this there's a subplot to this episode to rid the world of gift bags and here's how we're going to do it instead of a gift bag get a paper bag and have your kids decorate it and draw christmas stuff on it and look i probably just saved you 50 bucks right because five gift bags there's 50 bucks right there which is a shame that yeah anyway so there you go you're welcome merry christmas from svc podcast um kid designed paper bags if you don't have kids um just draw something yourself and tell them the neighbor kids drew it so that there you go so yeah um or what's another one we do we drive around and look at christmas lights every year and the kids love doing it we do it multiple times every holiday season yeah get some hot chocolate and uh, you got to make the hot chocolate put the whipped cream on top and then sprinkle some extra hot cocoa powder on it and that that's like that's good stuff yeah um I guess at the end of the day, what we're trying to say is that you really don't want to send the message that money is what makes Christmas great because it's not. It's Jesus and everything that the holiday represents where it's Christ sending his love to the world. And and while that cost him a great deal of sacrifice, that wasn't a financially motivated decision. Um, that was about his heart and him being gracious and merciful to us. So we want to celebrate the birth of Christ um, and, and it should really... You know, it should make us, Christmas to us is about making us not just enjoy Jesus right now, but enjoying the idea that we get to be with him one day. And so Revelation 21 paints this picture of when we're with Christ forever. Um, and it says, then I saw a new heaven and new earth for the first heaven and first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. By the way, what also passed away was all the gifts in the basement, in the box and all Definitely all the gift bags in the hallway closet. They have all passed away at this point. Um, and he, he says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, uh, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. He will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away their tears, uh, every, every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. That's ultimately what Christmas is about. Like as thankful as we are that God became a man and, and lived on this earth and died and, and resurrected, Christmas anticipates a reality where everything that dissatisfies, that we're dissatisfied with now is done away with then. That we get to be with him. Christmas is about a relationship with God that isn't just a day of celebration now. It's it's really a reality forever for anyone who has faith in him. So that's what we want to do. We don't want our kids to to get lost in uh in the uh, you know, in the financial side of it and all, all the marketing and everything. This is about something greater. And so we want to remember that with with how we show it. So the next point that we have I think is one that, <laughs> that you're gonna love. It's uh we're not a Hallmark movie. I love Hallmark movies. They're I, so predictable. That's the best part. <laughs> they are right after gift bags, but I'm not going to try. And, I've got one task. It's to rid the world of gift bags. So we'll we'll let Hallmark movies go, which, by the way, like 
I this was were we dating when I got you the yes the, a boyfriend for Christmas was the Hallmark movie. I still I bought, love that yeah, movie. It, it was, like I almost threw up a little bit just <laughs> just saying it. Yeah. Sadly, I can still remember it right now, and I'm. It's a really good movie. I no, recommend it's it. It's not. It's a horrible <laughs> movie. It's really bad. Uh, and so, actually, the funny story was you liked it, and I did not. I did not arrange this at all. Um, but you liked it so much that I thought it would be like a good. Oh gosh, we were like twenty. You were like twenty-two then. Yeah. Um, but I thought it would be a good idea to get you the DVD. <laughs> but the, like nobody sells Hallmark movie DVDs at that point. And so I had to buy it like off of eBay and I got there and the DVD was all scratched up so we couldn't watch it anyway. So it was like this perfect gift. Yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> it was a thought that counted and I didn't have to watch the movie. So we're not a Hallmark movie. And so what I mean by that is, uh, is Christmas doesn't have to be as perfect as it feels like it does. Um, it's just not going to go... Like what, so if we go back to that first one where we talk about not feeling obligated to meet all the demands of the, if you come up with a realistic plan, something's probably still going to go wrong. Life is messy. Hallmark movies are not. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're messy too, but yeah. No, but kids are going to get sick. Uh, you know, cars are going to have trouble or flights are going to be canceled. And it's, it's just not attainable to think that this is all going to go perfectly and so your standard of what is a good christmas really is it would be unwise for it to be that it all went like you wanted it to go i think people put a lot of pressure on each other to have the perfect christmas when really if you cut that pressure out and make it just fun for you and your family it's going to be better yeah because then you come back to the reality that kids are still kids and if you're a person who's going to have kids around you for christmas they're going to have this is like an emotional roller coaster to them like you're building them up to get present after present after present and then it cuts off at some point and they're exhausted because they probably didn't sleep that well and then they eat a bunch of sugar and it's just going to, it's not going to go well <laughs> at some point. And if you're expecting it to be, uh, you know, if you're expecting it to, to be perfect, it's you're living in a Hallmark fantasy. As fun as that could be. <laughs> no, no, it would not be fun. If you're... If you're stuck watching a Hallmark movie with your wife this year, I feel for you. Um, I'll say a special prayer just for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and then last one is uh, a question for you. Why do you think it's hard for us to maintain a positive attitude? I think there's a lot of stresses, and especially around the holidays. You know, Money, you're tired, your kids are emotional. There's lots of things that kind of compile onto each other. Yeah, and you throw in kind of the expectations of others, which we, we've talked about, and and the financial stress that we've talked about, and it's just, there's there's so many things that can distract you, uh, and what, what I think is really one of the hardest things for somebody who wants to follow Jesus to do, but at the same time, one of the most important ones, is to have control of your attitude, which the Bible teaches and preaches again and again, that through God's strength, we have the ability to take control of our attitude. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we want to, right, honey? <laughs> yes, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, and so, so this is our challenge for you this Christmas to help you to help you uh, stay in a positive mood. We want you to memorize a new mood. And so, babe, what do we mean by that? Just to find a passage of scripture and really 
rely on that to help you to stay in the right mood and the right mindset. Yeah. So if, find a find a scripture that's going to ha- put you in the mood that you believe you need to be in and memorize that scripture. Um, I'm going to go with Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so like my personal challenge for myself is for me to memorize that and for me to, uh, when I feel that that's, that's not what my mood is, to counteract whatever the circumstances with that truth. Yeah, and it's more, it's not just a once and done thing. I feel like this could be a daily or an hourly thing to go back to. Are you saying that I have a bad mood on an hourly basis? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> saying everyone does. Look, at honey, some point. If, we need to, if we need to talk this out, we can. <laughs> we'll do that later. <laughs> okay. When we're getting rid of all the gift bags from our house? <laughs> yes, but not the Hallmark movies. We don't have any Hallmark movies. <laughs> That's why I got rid of cable this year. It was a subtle plot to get rid of Hallmark movies, which I guess is my third plot after gift bags. <laughs> but now all in all, we, we just want you to be able to navigate Christmas, that this is a time you enjoy uh, with the people you love and you're, you're, you're uh, looking to God for his direction and his guidance. And this is a special Christmas this year because you, you've got a path, path and you've got a plan. Um, you're not going to be a slave to the things that others, uh, you know, think you should do. You're not going to buy all your family memories. You're not going to be a Hallmark movie and you're going to memorize a new mood. So, uh, Hey, we're not just a place that wants you to think about things you need to think about. We want you to talk about stuff you got to talk about. So if it's in one of our community groups, that's amazing. If it's just with a friend, we'd love to, to have you talk about through those, uh, concepts, which one of those is, is kind of the biggest challenge for you. Uh, and then now uh, what is, what is a verse that is going to help you to memorize a new mood and why does that one stick out to you? And would love for you to tackle the question of what are the ways you want, you want Christ and his love to show through you this holiday. So thanks again for listening in. We'd love to have you check back with us next time.